Hi everybody, it's Ian here and welcome back to The Thriving Leader. Now in this episode we're looking at what do you do with networking and collaboration if you're not an out-and-out extrovert? Now when you're seeking to leverage connective energy, the number one rule is to be yourself. And there are two, at least two, good reasons for this. First, that trying to be someone else or trying to emulate someone else's character or behavior is endlessly exhausting. It takes huge amounts of energy that should be focused on building the relationship, not holding a constant mask. The second reason is that if you're out there genuinely seeking to develop relationships on the basis of trust, then there can be no greater breach of trust than to try to pretend to be someone that you're not from the outset, and you're likely to be found out. So why do people engage in this form of emulation? Because they think it's expected of them, or because the old rules of being great at networking and forging connections told them this is so. 15% of the population that's right, 1-5-15% are those who strongly identify as extrovert. And the rules around networking and connections were largely made by those people and for those people. As for the rest of us, who may identify as centroverts or introverts, the 85% of us, we just learn to adapt and act up, often unsuccessfully often with great degrees of stress. Devorah Zak, who's author of Networking for People Who Hate Networking, takes three dusty old rules of networking and turns them on their heads so they make more sense and are just altogether more doable for those of us who are in the majority, the 85%, not the minority, the 15%. And I'm going to take a look at some of those now and explore them. So don't do this. Rule number one, jump on in and make yourself heard. Extroverts talk to think. Now, my centrovert tendency means I can do this on occasions. I don't mean any malice through this. And I'm also very happy when someone takes something I've said and builds upon it. Stronger extroverts seem to have an ability to command words that bond on seemingly any subject and any occasion. Mention a holiday? Hey, they've got a hundred funny anecdotes to make. Extroverts are also great at jumping into conversations. Standing on the outside, give an extrovert a few seconds and they're off. Anecdotes, jokes, stories, observations. Before long, they have new best friends at their disposal. All whilst the innies and the centroverts just sit there and listen. So don't jump on in and make yourself heard. Instead, try a different rule number one. Use your listening skills to show your listening. We know that introverts are wired to think in order to talk. And you can use this understanding to prepare well before you go into a networking meeting. You know the topic, study the speakers, read their study notes and bios in advance. Rather than fret about your inability to sally back and forth with witty repartee in the conversation, keep your observations short, accurate, and thoughtfully open. For example, you could say, 
I found it really interesting that both Mary and Jim's separate talks both mentioned the challenges and opportunities posed by Gen Z in the workplace. What did everybody else make of that? Keep the observation concise, relatively neutral, opening up dialogue where the extroverts will surely dive in and then take in more information as it is offered. The second rule of networking that we're going to dispute for today is sell and promote yourself for all that it's worth. Don't do this. Extroverts design the rules of networking events to be visible, to share all your accomplishments freely without actually being asked, to make every contact count and to make sure everyone understands your reason for being there and why you are important. The thing is, promotion and self-promotion is stock in trade for an extrovert. They don't mind at all doing this to each other because at the end of the day, they're only half listening to each other's response anyway. And for the introvert and centrovert, this feels really challenging, scary, somewhat disingenuous. Have you ever found yourself in a circle where everyone is doing a more formal version of introductions? Who are you? What are you famous for? And as the circle creeps round, you're waiting for the fire alarm to go off, a sudden emergency, or even a sinkhole to open up in front of you. And when it's your turn to talk, the words just don't come out nearly as good as they imagined in your head. And they probably weren't that great there either. So don't do this. Instead, rewrite a new rule number two. Learn to percolate, not promote ideas. Whereas the extroverts will be just out there telling people how good they are, introverts and centroverts can percolate their value more subtly. Remember in a previous article and podcast, I talked about how good it is to be listened to and heard. This is a superpower for introvert for introverts and centroverts. The extroverts just really can't compete with. Learn to permeate relationships beneath the surface by taking an interest in what people are saying and add conversation depth. For example, I think you make an excellent point there. It reminds me of the first speaker, Carl, who seemed to set out a theory that matches many of your observations. I do wonder where this could go next. Always driving for depth and profound thinking. The introverts and centroverts don't have to say a lot, but what they do say can be purposeful and purposefully oriented to showing to people that what they've said has been heard. It has meaning. It has significance and oriented to taking things to a deeper relational level. Highly likely, as the introvert, you may have been asked, well, how do you know so much about this? And of course, you can and must answer this, but it's likely this is the point where it it feels so much better than the endless self-promotion you may be perceiving you're getting from the strong extroverts in the room. Still waters run deep. And the advantage of this approach is that you can allow groups to naturally thin out so that you have fewer people to focus on. Just be sure in a group that you've not inadvertently isolated people by accident through concentrating and focusing on one or two people that you have bonded with. Third rule of networking that we're going to challenge today, 
Never stop networking till you're removed from the room and even then continue the conversation outside. So let's put that to one side. Extroverts get their energy from other people and so they are the ones who are surprised when someone is finally trying to usher them out of the room because the networking session is over and the conference centre has leased the room to someone else and they need to reset it. They lose track of time because it's the energy in the room that is stimulating their senses, not the substance of that energy. Introverts and centroverts, however, imagine an hour has gone by when in fact it's barely only five minutes past the hour and they can't wait for the session to be over as quickly as possible. So when the when the guys come in to reset the room, it's quite likely the introverts quite fancy picking up a trolley and starting to clean it as well because it's a great way of getting out of the room. So let's not do this and let's instead go for rule number three as a new one. Set a pace for yourself and stick to it. Now, this is a highly personal view. We're all going to have a different tolerance, but set yourself a period of time in the networking event and stick to it. You can promise yourself to take a break outside just to get out of the noise. 15 minutes in, 10 minutes out. Build one connection, then retreat, refresh, go back in. Or not. If you're starting out here, maybe 15 minutes in is all that's right for you right now. Test your own tolerance. Sure, you may leave the room with a smaller number of business cards than an extrovert, but when you look at those cards later in the evening, you're likely to remember the face, the voice, an interesting fact for each person whose card you have. The extrovert likely to be busy keying them into their electronic Rolodex and getting LinkedIn connections worked up instead. If you're an introvert or a centrovert, let's give you a bonus. Get great at questions. Whereas introverts don't like speaking voluntarily about ourselves, we are quite insightful and thoughtful about what we hear but how to keep a conversation going and show that we're interested and demonstrate that depth of listening? The answer, learn to make great questions. You probably already know the difference between an open and a closed question. A closed question will be, did you enjoy Mark's talk on Gen Z? If you're lucky, the recipient is gonna bail you out and expand further than simply saying yes or no to that kind of question but you do kind of leave it to chance. Meet another introvert, and you may find yourself in a game of 20 questions. But some questions whilst open can feel a little hostile when they're asked. So you may say, what made you leave Cartwright University? It has a kind of rough and clumsy edge to it, and it sends a conversation into a potential dead end and a negative space. So really think about how you can practice and develop your set of open questions that allow conversations to open up. For example, so you mentioned you used to be at Cartwright University. What led you to make the shift to Kogan University? You're prompting and opening up for the other person to be able to reveal more information whilst keeping your questions brief and concise. The big reason why networking events and therefore connecting with others doesn't work so well for introverts and centroverts is that the rules of the game were not designed for you, and to an extent they're still not. 
We've all at some stage probably had some well-meaning advice to just act more like an extrovert, be more out there. But if you're an introvert or a centrovert, this is harder than it sounds and why it's asking you to be someone that you're not. But the big game in town here is not to try to be someone else, but to rewrite the rules of the game so they were designed to work for you and your personality. Own all the great qualities of not being an extrovert. Make them work in your favour. That's it for this episode. I'll catch you again on Thriving Leader. Bye for now.